That's your groovy button. What does it say? This is a presentation of the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion, a monkey's podcast. Well, welcome to another episode of the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion Monkeys Podcast. I'm Alan. This is Al. And we have another fantastic interview uh, set up today. Um, you know, we interviewed our new good friend and member of the podcast group family, Roxanne Albee, uh, a while back for our latest episode. And she connected us with the wonderful uh, lady we have on the other end. Now, as we talked about before, uh, there were a group of girls that were brought together by the casting department, and we've labeled them the Monkeys Girls. They were the really beautiful women that you would see pop up from episode to episode that were consistently, you know, they were there. They never got any lines, but you recognized them because they were just so beautiful. So if you, this particular one, if you want to think back to the end of the pilot as they're in the club doing Vanessa Russell's 16th birthday party, and they're playing Let's Dance On, and all of a sudden, there's this beautiful brunette on the screen with stars in her eyes, and she makes Davy immediately forget about Vanessa, and that's when Mickey throws up the drumsticks and they start pounding on him. So we are fortunate enough, thanks to Roxanne Albee, to welcome to the Texas Prairie Chicken Home Companion Monkeys Podcast family another member of the Monkeys Girls, formerly Jan Freeman, now Jan Steele. Jan, welcome to the family, and thank you for spending some time with us. Well, thank you very much. This should be fun. It is. It, 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 we, it, we had a good time with Roxanne, so uh, we, we, we promised to be gentle. So. <laughs> um, oh, good. Good. Gentle is good. All right. Well, to just go back to the very beginning, I, I asked Roxanne this, and I'll ask you the same thing starting out. How did you get the acting bug? Well, I... It's interesting. I was, well, I was born at Hollywood Presbyterian in Los Angeles, and I remember when I was 10, I was back east with relatives, and, and I said, I'm going to be an actor. And I don't even think I, the bug was there. I just somehow came up with that. And I had a girlfriend whose father was a famous film editor, Warren Lowe, and she worked on a, a film and said it was so much fun that I should go down to Central Casting and join. So that's what I did. I went to Central Casting. They liked me right away. And the next thing I was working as an extra and started working. Mm -hmm. And when I got on the, when I was on the monkey set, it was, uh, I was interviewed and Bert Schneider actually had me read for a part of, um, I think it was the girl on the beach that had a few lines. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was really shy and kind of flubbed it. So anyway, I ended up on a monkey's pilot on location at Del Coronado Hotel, which mm-hmm. was a fabulous hotel. And that was my first location. And it was on the monkeys. Well, you, you look at it this way. You got as much screen time uh, as the girl who had the lines. Yeah, she, you know. If you guys, if she doesn't pass, you guys are out of a job. I know, the, I know the girl you're talking about, but you got as much screen time. You actually got more close-up time than she did. So, man, you've really hung her up. <laughs> you didn't, Come on, man! You didn't up. hang her up. She got, got hung up. Oh yeah, tr- tr- trust us. Great. Right. So much fun. Now, you we, we know you did. We know that you were a part of the the the, the last scene. Were there any other scenes in the pilot that were like in the, uh, a lot of people were cramped together for the begin the 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 introduction with Paul Mazursky and Larry Taylor uh, there? Were you a part of that group as well? I 
Well, I was dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a dance scene, I think, at her party, and I was mm-hmm. in some of that where they, the girl, and I'm trying to think of her name, she actually became a stunt person where they said friend of the producer. Yep. She was doing, uh, she was doing she the... Had the uh, uh-huh. Yeah, she was. I forget. Yeah, what she, she was doing it one dance, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Her, her name is Sandy. Sandy, and I can't think of her last name, but she ended up really doing uh, a lot of stunt work later. Mm-hmm. Sandy Gimpel, Gimpel, G-I-M-P-E-L, I think is her name. So we, I was in that scene also, mm-hmm. and it was all done down on the in Coronado, court, uh, the Bell Coronado Hotel. And I remember the first night we they had driven us down, and uh, there was this girl Joanne Thompson. She was on the set also, and we were all sitting in the lobby when the boys walked in. And I locked eyes with Michael, and he actually locked eyes with me. And we ended up walking out on the beach and around. And working on the monkeys actually just totally changed my life. I was engaged to a high school boyfriend. And when I met Michael, I, I broke up with him. And through Valerie, I met Elmer Valentine that owned the trip and the whiskey. Mm-hmm. And my whole life just shifted. But the monkeys was going to work on the monkeys a year later after the pilot. And we all started working on the show. Um, it was it was like going to Disneyland every day and having nothing but e-ticket rides in your book. It was the best, the most fun time. Everybody was wonderful and, and silly. It was crazy. And the guys were great. Paul, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Mazursky, Paul Mazursky, uh, Larry Tucker, they were fabulous. Mm-hmm. And I worked with Larry Tucker later on uh, Bob Carroll, Ted, and Alice. And I just have to tell you one funny story about Larry Tucker because I know this is about the monkeys. But oh, um, we were in a hotel. Oh, what? No, I said go ahead. No, any, anything, we, anything connected? Oh, like you said six degrees of monkeys. That's what we are, man. Okay. Well, Paul Mazursky and uh, uh, Larry Tucker. We were in a hotel room, and I was with this friend of mine, Pato Guzman. It was Bob Carroll, Ted, and Alice. And I was sitting on the couch, and I don't I don't partake in marijuana or anything. I'm real paranoid, and I don't like to do that. But they, they were smoking, and I was sitting on the couch. And then I, I got off the couch and sat on the floor, and Larry just was staring and staring. And then he, like, focused on me. He goes, oh, my God, I thought I had made you disappear. Because <laughs> I had moved from the couch to the floor, he was so strong. But those guys were great too. Larry and Paul were just darling. So anyway, that was my story yeah. for Larry. So um, how many? I know, I know for a fact that I believe you were on Too Many Girls, and you were also in the pilot. But what other episodes do you remember being in? The one where the, we did the karate chop, where it was the. Uh, it was. Uh, I think it was with the Russians. Oh, spy who came um, in. Spy who came in from the cool. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the spy who came in from the cool. The the one that. Um, let me think. Uh, uh, most, I mean, I was on it all the time the first season. Yeah, great. So I oh, can't yeah. remember all of the different ones. 
Do you have a, um, do you have a favorite? That was the most fun one. Mm-hmm. That, that was, I think, my favorite, where were we all doing the karate chops and uh, knocking each other down. And that was, I think, my most fun favorite one. Now, wait a minute. You also got to attack Lester Crabtree. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, you did. You know, I, I have forgotten he was on that show. Mm-hmm. There was another one, too, with Joe Penny. Um, Joe Penny, who later, he had a part, I can't remember which which one he was on, but he actually wrote, uh, and I think he's still alive and teaches uh, something, but he would write for the president's uh, uh, there's, um, there's, what do presidents do? They, they, you know, and they do their speeches. Mm-hmm. So Joe Penny uh, ended up being a speech writer for president. Wow. And he was wow. on one of the first ones. An actor, not an extra. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, had a part. Right. You could look him up. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was another girl on the show, too, Valerie Romero. Who ended up marrying Brian Kelly? That was the actor on um, on Flipper, the father, and then she married Chad of Chad and Jeremy, Chad Stewart. Right. Oh wow. And she lives in Sun Valley, Idaho, but her name's Valerie Romero. Hmm. I I've got that written oh. down, Al. <laughs> oh good, and I'm I was good. It seems like you were in a lot of the uh, group activities, wherever they needed the big cluster of girls. It's you and Valerie and Roxanne and a few others, and yeah, like, that's always like very the, interesting. Like the like the uh, like the uh, the friendly neighborhood kidnappers. Uh, boss, this mm. is going to cost this is going to cost you a lot more. <laughs> Not that oh, yeah. dummy, this <laughs> dummy. I remember that was another one. That was a really favorite one too. I mean, I just i don't remember all the different names of the the shows you guys seem to have that down pat but all i know is every day going to work it was something it was uh everybody the monkey mobile that dean jeffrey built and that was fun and riding in that and uh it was just everyone everyone was just fun Uh, peter was darling he was i think the sweetest and um, I don't know if Roxanne sent you that picture of me with Peter with the monkey, and then because they had a they had a um, a person on there that was uh, for doing the the uh, uh, I love it I can't think of that the uh, well, I have it written down he did all the stuff for uh, screen Gems publicity mm-hmm. and. Um, so he would get together all of us, and that, that had that my special photo with Michael, where my hands are on his shoulder, and um, I I had this hat I always wore, this navy hat. Right. Like mm-hmm. Roxanne had her different things, and um, I don't know. It was just a great studio to go to. There, Jack Nicholson was on on the on the lot, and uh, Dennis Hopper, and. You would just every day not only work on the set for the monkeys, but you'd always run into interesting people that were doing fun things. They now, had so far. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it was just a great, 
it was just great. And then there was a monkey's party one night with all the DJs, and I met Dave Diamond, who was with KFI, and he produced Strawberry Alarm Clock, Incense, and Peppermint, and Ooh. we became friends. Wow. So and he, he lives in South Dakota now. He was born and raised there, and he's back in South Dakota. So. Hmm. Well, it, it's yeah, funny you no, should it was, mention it's it's funny you should mention the DJs, uh, Jan, because every now and then I grew up as a I, I'm an original. I, I was I was part of the Target demo when the show came out, but I grew up a part of the Boss Jocks, and I will occasionally try to impersonate um, the real Don Steele from KHJ out in LA. Don't worry, I know Al, him because don't, I, <laughs> no no need to press the echo button. Now my no wife need, and no. I were watching. My wife and I were watching the um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, a, a wonderful recent Tarantino movie. And, of course, Don Steele is all throughout that movie because it takes place in 69 and everybody's driving. And it's all about the radio culture. Well, anyway, just like I mentioned. No, it's interesting. And my ex-husband was named Don Steele. Oh. And everybody would ask if he yeah. was the real Don Steele. But I, there uh. were a lot of disc jockeys at this party, DJs, yeah. and uh, I can't think of all their names, but Dave Diamond was uh, really big in those days, and then he went up to San Francisco, but, um, so I, through the monkeys, and working on the monkeys, I just, there were a lot of people uh, that you ended up meeting and being friends with later. Right. Now, when we talked to Valerie and we talked to Roxanne and others, they always mentioned what a great time they had on the show and what a what a tight-knit family it was was your experience similar oh absolutely absolutely i mean there was just everybody was basically on the set we were all doing our own thing but we were all together and we were all just in the moment experiencing everything the dancing the fun the the crazy ways that you know everything was put together um it was just never not fun moment. Nobody was a, a acting up or being a star or, you know, acting like, well, you're just dancing here and you're just working as an extra. Everybody just got along. It was from the, from the lighting guy. Pat Weimer was, I think, the lighting guy that I remember and uh, lit the cameraman. Mm-hmm. Um, Irving Lippman, he, yeah. mm-hmm. he was funny. Yeah. He, I think it's because, I don't, you know, in those days you didn't know people's histories, but a lot of these people that had worked in, on the monkeys had worked on major movie pictures. You know, they had worked on with major stars. And here they are working on this insane set of <laughs> everyone well. just acting up. And he, he was great. Well, you mentioned Lippy. You, you mentioned Irving Lippman. His connection was he was the cameraman for um, Mickey back in '57 for Circus Boy during that three-year run. So, oh, oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew Mickey did Circus Boy. That was one of my favorite shows growing up. But I didn't know he had been on the the camera operator, the cameraman on that show. Mm-hmm. But no, we all everybody got along, and like I said, every day was just. You couldn't wait to get to work, um, and it and it really I hate 
hate to be cliche, but it was just like a big family. And, you know, I met some of my, my friends that have lasted forever through there. And uh, I, I actually worked with Glenn Campbell on uh, True Grit and became friends with him. And I saw that he had been on The Monkees, and I had no clue. as one of the musicians. Mm-hmm. So. That's him playing the guitar on Mary Mary, if I'm correct. Yep. You oh. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Uh, he, and, and i got to tell you, Jan, I owe Al an apology. I had you – now, Roxanne revealed to us that – and what we did not know is that she started dating Mickey for a while during the first season – and I had you pegged as a Davy girl, but I give you a lot of props for being able to connect with Mike on that. That's that's awesome. Oh my God, I I just had the biggest crush on him. What can I say? Call me a fan, but uh, I find it. <laughs> I just thought he was the best, and like I said, I broke up with my high school boyfriend, and I, my life turned it went into a totally different different shift. That's all I can say. So. Now, speaking of Mike, are you aware, being on the set so much, of the the chasm that was being created between the guys and the show and the music? I mean, obviously the guys were fighting with Don Kirshner and all those that faction to make their own music. Was that did they bring that on the set much, or were you aware of that even? No, no, I, I it, it was you know it was probably. Somewhere, run, you know, like around, but I, I never saw it with the guys. You know, like, like I said, you know, you just saw everybody coming to work and getting along mm. and doing what they were supposed to do. Right. Um, so that was kind of, I guess, really behind the scenes. Yeah. Hidden somewhere. But another person that worked on the monkeys that I became friends later, he was the director, Bruce Kessler. And Sherry Alberoni became friends, and uh, Lou Antonio, who was another one that directed. And then I did date Bobby Sherman. Oh, yeah. And uh, so. Yes. He was, wow. he was in an episode that, uh, he was in an episode that had a lot of the Monkees girls on the beach. It was called Monkees at the Movies, or a lot of beach scenes, a lot of extras. And who knew a few years later he'd become kind of a rival for the interests of all the teenagers at the time. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he was... Um, actually, Valerie Romero fixed me up with Bobby Sherman. Oh. Wow. Any stories and, there? Uh, <laughs> we have to ask. Well, we have to was, ask. It was, I know. No, Bobby was really very nice. Um, Roxanne, I, I mean, uh, Valerie said his father was a you know, owned a dairy or something. I don't know. I think his father was a milkman. But he had this blue Rolls Royce, and he lived in a penthouse on Hollywood Boulevard up uh, the top of a penthouse, which was maybe four stories high. I don't know. But I'll never forget his blue Rolls Royce. But he was really sweet, too. He was really just uh, fun and uh you know, I don't remember that much except for his Blue Rolls Royce, and he lived on a, in a penthouse that was, like I said, like on the fourth story of a building. And uh, But nothing came of it. You know, we just dated and went out probably a couple months. And, 
that's my story with Bobby Sherman. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I've I've located a a Facebook like you know like a page, not a personal page, and I've tried to reach out to him because we'd love to we tried to get him on the show. At one point, he ended up being a paramedic in in LA yep. County, if I remember correctly, for years. So. Oh, yep, he did. And do you guys uh, remember Michael Gray? That, I mean, he didn't work on the monkeys, but he did shoot oh, yeah. a dam. Yep. Yeah. Well, he 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 lived in Carmel for a while, also, and became a teacher for a while. He was also and a florist. Oh, I didn't know that. But we stayed friends for a while. Excellent. And uh, he he was also very nice and another little teenage idol. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was oh, yeah. I was yeah. I was upset. He didn't get a cameo in the recent Shazam movie. Oh, yes. Would have been nice. He should have, for sure. Yeah. He should have. I think they should have cut away. They should have cut away to a fella at a used car dealership trying to sell a slightly used old motorhome. Very low mileage. With, 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 with a plaque that said Mentor on the door. There you go, Al. In memory of Mentor. In memory of Mentor. In memoriam of Mentor. Perfect. Yeah. No, and there was, if I remember correctly, there was one other famous resident of Carmel, some guy named West Forest uh, Eastwood, something like that. <laughs> oh, as in Clint? I worked with Clint. Yeah. I did. I did stunt work after I worked on the monkeys, and I, I worked with Clint on a show called The Rookies. The Rookies. I love that it show. With, uh, Char- no, it was with Charlie Sheen. It was a movie that didn't do well. And it was I Charlie Sheen and Clint Eastwood. It was called The Rookie. Wow. Okay. And, right. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, you're, th- you're thinking of the '70s TV, TV show, Al. I am. Yes. With same time yeah. period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, and let's talk I, about. That. Let's talk about that time period after the monkeys and the work you did. Oh. Well, I I doubled Jane Fonda on Electric Horseman. Uh, when I met Glenn Campbell, I stood in. Um, uh, on True Grit, and Glenn and I had some moments, some really nice moments. He he was he's really special. That man was special. Um, an incredible talent. Really, yeah, but really nice. He sang he sang the Wichita Lineman to me in uh, in the hotel room before it uh, it came out. NPR we just did a piece of and we went to Carson City, Nevada, and gambled. And he gave me sixty-five dollars. Said I was too cheap to spend it on gambling. But then when he spent all his money, he was grateful. I still had sixty-five dollars. <laughs> Cab fare. All right, yeah. now, uh, that's that's awesome. It, it's it's amazing how the uh, how it just the the it like multiple octopi that have arms. It just goes everywhere. Now, I do want to. There, there's one thing before. Uh, before we get to you, since you mentioned standing, we're going to go down that road in just a second. But one of the things that I noticed that you shared uh, along uh, or similar with Roxanne was Roxanne was her first credit was in the Elvis movie Spin Out, and she sent us a picture of you with Elvis. And I I don't think it came with which movie it was. So were you were part of a dance scene with Elvis? Yes, on. Spin Out and Double Trouble. I was on those two films with Elvis. Oh, wow. Yes. Nice. And that, that, that. That, that was fabulous. 
that was just, she rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed, and you were, you know, working for two or three weeks with Elvis on the, on the films, and it was just, it was another just great, great, great time. And, you know, you see Elvis, and he was really nice, and, you know, you didn't want to be anybody's fan, you know, so you didn't, like, it, it was like what I liked about the, the movies then and shows then is you weren't segregated at all. It was just everybody together and everybody having fun and you weren't less than anyone. And it, it was, it was, it was one of those great moments. Oh, and I ended up actually seeing Elvis twice in Las Vegas uh, because of this girl, Sharon Condit. Uh, her friend was, um, one of the men that worked with Elvis. And, mm -hmm. you know, I have to tell you this. When I was 12, my girlfriend's father that was the film editor, we'd go to Paramount, and he would take us to Nicodell's for lunch, and we'd sit in the big screening rooms, and he would be editing. He worked with Hill Wallace at that mm -hmm. time. And we ended up at Elvis's house in Bel Air, sitting in a kitchen dinette area that was built in five five of us girls i don't remember how we got there i don't remember why we ended up there but we were all there with elvis and i was i was kind of a wild child so i i really didn't have anyone telling me what to do and when to come back and i just remember us all sitting there with elvis at this dinette table he had in his kitchen in Bel Air. And, wow. uh, <clears throat> but on sets, you know, you'd just walk on by Elvis or you'd be working with him, but, you know, nobody was gaga, like, oh, gosh, this is, <laughs> you know, right. fabulous. Yeah. And, um, but, no, that was exciting. And then I stood in for David Cassidy and <clears throat> David David, and that was another, I think the monkeys... Elvis Presley, the Partridge family. Um, Bobby Sherman. Yeah. Wow. Bobby Sherman, but doubling Jane Fonda, and I dated mm. Steve McQueen. Wow. And I had really, I have to say, um, the movie industry, and I guess not marrying my high school boyfriend, just took me in a whole different direction for, for my life. And I, I just kept working. I worked... Uh, uh, the last scenes I've had where I was, um, I did a Playboy video for Fabulous 40s, and I um, I worked on Strong Medicine, which was a show on Lifetime, and mm -hmm. had lines on that. I played a nurse. So if you ever need CPR. <laughs> you and Bobby Sherman are the go-to people then. That's right. We're covered. <laughs> That's right. We got it. Covered. You, we can we can we can reunite you like uh, Johnny Gage and Roy DeSoto on Emergency. Is reunite you guys. I was just watching a, a remake, sort of, of In Cold Blood, that actually had a very good uh, uh, performance by Kevin Ty was the fellow, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. And I know he's a wonderful actor that's gone on to do more things besides Emergency, but he was just great as uh, as the farmer um, um, Herb Clutter. If you're familiar with the movie or the book, just wonderful, wonderful actor. Well, 
I, I really, that was a, a very uh, interesting book in Cold Blood and very, yes. very depressing. And, I'm rereading uh, it now, in fact. Are you really? Because yes. it is an amazing book. Right. I mean, not right I mean, now, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Later, I'll be yeah. reading right. it again. Yes. Sorry, sorry I was but, boring you know, where you had to like go back. Excuse me, I'm going to just right. read this. Well, what page talking. am I on? <laughs> page, <laughs> page 17, I think, yeah. Oh, I lost my yes, place. Were you, were you doing it? Were you reading it in Truman Capote's voice? That's what I want to know. So it was a bright morning, and it was just fabulous, and the sun shone on the haystacks, and I don't know if I wanted to go out or not. I I don't know. I, I, go to your room, Al. Wait, don't make me send you to your room long distance, though. Now, the torture chamber. That's right. Jan, now, you, you went down that road. This was, as we said, with talking to Roxanne, the, the fact that she revealed that she dated Mickey was uh, a shock to us now. You went down that road of stand-in. So tell everybody uh, about who you stood in for and how did you how, how did that come about? We're well, talking on the seventies the seventies TV show. I mean, the TV show that kind of usurped yeah. the monkeys' place in history. Well, after the monkeys, then I when I was working on the Partridge Family, um, Chris uh, Morgan, who's Harry Morgan's son. I worked one day as an extra on the Partridge Family, and Chris saw that David and I looked a lot alike, and he asked me if I wanted to stand in for David, which, yes, I did. And um, then I doubled David. I did some stuff on the Partridge Family, and then because of David, I went on, because I was the girl uh, doubling David. It was the big phenomenon. Um, I ended up going on to tell the truth and what's my line. And they asked me to go on American Bandstand, and I, I ended up not going on that for, I can't remember why. But um, David, that was another just fabulous show with David. And then David and I started dating. We uh, um, uh, He used the name Jackson Snipes, and nobody knew who he was. So we went on location to Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, and then we, we would... We flew and we saw um, Alice Cooper. So then I got to meet Alice Cooper and, and his snake that I can't remember the name of his snake. But Alice Cooper couldn't be a nice. He was just the nicest guy. Mm-hmm. And um, then we went to a party on the Queen Mary that Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney had. And that was great with Henry Dilt. David wasn't going to go. And then Henry looked and said, David, where you're not going. We're going. So we ended up going to that party um, where I met Dave Mason and started dating Dave Mason, who was a musician in, I think, Traffic. We, and We just disagree. Know. Yep, it was, a great, it was a great hit from the 70s. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was standing in for him. And then, like, standing in for um, Kim Darby, it's because my hair was short like hers. Jane Fonda. I got that job because of her stunt double broke her arm. And so they needed me to come in at the very end to do the fall of with the Bloomingdale boots. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was, that was another fun show, a uh, movie. But I just kept working. I did a lot of nondescripts that work, which is where you're, you know, sitting in a bar and you're not doubling a person. You're just 
um, you know, a car crashes through the window, and you're just one of the patrons. So, Mm -hmm. and then I stopped working. I was married to an active Gary Lockwood who doesn't claim me on his, on his, uh, wait, 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 Gary Lockwood, the original captain of the Star Trek from, of Star Trek from the original pilot? The lieutenant? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I even beat and, you to uh, that one, Al. What? <laughs> I thought that was um, Christopher Pike, um, Teenage Jesus. Well, Who's that? Jeffrey Hunter. Oh. Yeah. And Gary, Gary was, a, was in 2001. He was the astronaut mm-hmm. that Hal cut loose out into space. Okay, yes. Yeah. And, and yeah. He, was, he was married to Stephanie Powers, the first... His first marriage. Man. Boy, and I'm then, so glad we find all these people out. They give us such wonderful tidbits, man. I'm telling you. Yes, indeedy. Now, and then, Jana, oh, I, 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 then, actually, yeah. wait, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say through Roxanne and her husband, Brendan, um, they had a big, there was a big party, and I met Robert De Niro and then had two slumber parties with Robert De Niro, and boy, does he snore loudly, but. He, um, nothing happened, you know, I mean, we just spent the night and, uh, I mean, he slept and I couldn't because he was, he's a loud snorer. Yeah. Now, I, I need to go back to the seventies for just a second. Now I know okay. that you doubled, so, so you doubled David on the Partridge family, but here's the question. Did you double yep. for him for that outstanding, phenomenal series, David Cassidy, Man Undercover? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't. And I uh, didn't even know he did a series undercover. Yeah, it's one, yeah he tried oh, yes. to play. It was Twenty One Jump Street before Twenty One Jump Street was was an idea, but yeah, it, it was was not a well received show. Didn't it only lasted like six episodes? But I, I, I I'm I'm an old TV fanatic, so. When you see you're going through all the clips from all the old shows and you see it there is listed as one of the worst TV shows of the seventies. I just thought I'd ask since you, you know, since you double dated before. So. <laughs> I'm no, too dreamy I'm to be a detective. <laughs> no, but you know what? I have to say something about David because he loved animals and he was so sensitive and he was so sweet. And I had a horse that got hurt, and he had. Um, People from the racetrack in San Francisco come and pick up the horse, and he nur- had it nursed back to ha- health, and he actually ended up giving it to Kay Lynn that he married. But, you know, he, he was a really dear, dear guy, and I, it was very sad that... Um, yes, that he, that he went the yeah. way he did, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's... it's you know, he, he actually was part of the Teen Isles grouping tour. You know, he went out with Mickey. He went out with Bobby. Uh, uh, Peter Noon was always a part of it. But, it's, you know, it's, sometimes it was Peter, Bobby, and Davey. Sometimes it was Peter, Bobby, and Mickey. And, uh, you know, David, I think David went out. I'm not sure if David ever did the Teen Isles tour, but I, I, I know. You know. I don't think he did. I was, ac- I was actually one of the few people who, when he came back in the 80s, he had a moderate hit song called Lying to Myself, which I really liked. And the only re- I'm, I'm convinced to this day that the only reason it didn't get a lot of airplay was it because it was David. Oh, that, I mean, that really is sad because he just couldn't have been sweeter. I mean, and really, really a good, a good guy and meant well and loved his pets, loved animals. I mean, 
what's not to say something nice about someone that loves animals like he did? Sure. Just because he oh, did absolutely. Die. But sure. it was, uh, that was another fun show with Shirley Jones and Danny Bonaducci. And uh, it was it was another really fun where everybody got along and just had a great, great time. And a lot, you know, lots of the folks... Lots of folks from the monkeys came over um, <clears throat> in front of and behind the camera. And music-wise, a lot of the same arrangers and producers and music people. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't remember... Uh, I don't remember all of the different people. Right. There was a... Fred Jackman was the cameraman, and he was another one that was a real old-timer that was like, Lippy, just nice, easy to get along with. Enjoyed all the antics, mm-hmm. you know, just went along with it and probably thought, what, what the heck is going on here? But, mm. you know, it was, it was great. I, I don't you know. I don't know what else to say except for it was some great, fabulous moments. And who would have thought that the monkeys would become, you know, like the fan base and phenomenon that they've become. And, and it's, that's another thing that the last time I, I saw Peter, it was at the Greek Theater, this Roxanne, Davy had left, and, you know, Mickey's always the same. He just never seems to change. He had his life, he looks the same, he acts the same, but Peter was just a, a deer, you know? I always had to remind everyone how I, how I am, because I, my hair is so blonde. <laughs> Compared to you know the dark, long, straight hair with bangs. Now, uh, there's one other thing I want to one other thing I want to ask about. Um, now, Roxanne shared a couple of pictures with us uh, that we will be putting that I will be putting up on the blog page. But I, I want to figure out because I can't figure out if it's Stoker Ace or if it's Evening Shade. There's a picture of you and three, three or four other people and Burt Reynolds, and then there's one with you and the late great James Garner. Right. I worked on Rockford Files. I played uh, Richard Kiley's wife, young wife, um, on a Rockford file. Um, the other people with Dirt Reynolds, it was on, um, uh, I'm trying, it's, uh, oh, let me think. Was it a TV show? Or was it a movie? Show. It was a TV show. And Evening Shade? No, it was, it was with the, Blonde girl that used to date Bogdanovich. Um, okay. I don't want to get over me right now. You know who I'm talking about. She did a TV show for a while. It was a one name show that started with a C. Sybil. Uh, Sybil. Sybil. Sybil Shepherd, yeah, okay. It is Billy Burton as Stuntman and, and Ronnie Rondell as Stuntman. So Ronnie Rondell. That's right, because if I remember. If I remember correctly, her ex-husband was Tom Wopat on the show from the Dukes of Hazard, and he actually played it. He, his character was a stuntman, if I remember right. Yeah, it, I think so that it might be have been. I actually went, mm-hmm. so. that was him, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> God, I sound like I'm so... <laughs> I sound like no, I'm... No, 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 no. Hey, I'm loving it. Now, Al, i got to tell you, did you know that there's a... Mm-hmm. Uh, she mentioned the Rockford Files, and I'm sure Jan doesn't doesn't know this, but or I'm, maybe she does. 
you know, there's a monkey's connection, uh, uh, a six degrees of monkey connection to the Rockford Files. Good boy, you got me on that one. Noah Berry yeah, Jr. played his father. Right. No, Noah right. Berry Jr. played his father yeah, and played yeah, Joey the Clown yeah, Circus yeah. Boy. There you go. And what? Oh, so three wow. degrees. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Gee, I wouldn't have known that. Well, <laughs> Do you yeah, guys really know I, what I, I, l- let, let me be yeah. honest with you, Dan. I'm a, I'm a trivia. Mickey has called me a trivia weirdo because I knew who the late, the late great Ishka Bibble was from the old K. Kaiser band from a long time ago. But I'm a huge fan of the of old B-Westerns and old cliffhanger serials. You know, they used to show in the theater, come back near, to be continued next week. And in Circus yeah. Boy, Robert Lowry, who played Big Tim Champion, and Noah Berry Jr., and even uh, Gwen Williams, who played Pete, uh, the the big strong guy, they were all involved in serials. And I, kinda, I, I emailed Mickey for a while uh, back in the mid-'80s and asked him about it. He says, I can't remember that far back, so <laughs> – Oh, yeah. that's interesting. You'd be surprised what I know. Yeah, so. Yes, but, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming more surprised. <laughs> well, yeah. um, I, James I looked Steele, up a serial. I just can't work. Oh, I was just going to say it was a serial, a serial, and I had to double this princess line, something or rather. It was at Universal Studios, and every day, every year, every week, there was a different, you know, Dangerous stuff thing, you know, like giant spiders and climbing spiderwebs. Um, now, how did you find yourself going from stand-in work and some extra work to being asked to do dangerous stunts? That's that's a bit of a leap, no pun intended. Well, yeah, I met uh, this guy Larry Duran, and right. uh, then I met. Uh, this guy, Chuck Courtney, who was friends with uh, Doug McClure and all of those people, and they just started getting his work. In fact, uh, Chuck Courtney was uh, a white shadow. He was a young actor on White Shadow. That, uh, that mm-hmm. It was some thing in the 50s, I guess. But anyway, they just started getting his work. In fact, one time, Stella Stiller's woman had broken her arm, and I worked on a, a, have you heard the one about the traveling sales lady? I doubled Phyllis Tiller. Mm. And, wow. You know, I had to wear wigs and, you know, hide my face and everything. But, uh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that, was, that was my Phyllis Tiller laugh. Thank God. <laughs> anyway, that's how I got it. Just different people would hire me for different things. And I wasn't a brave stunt person, trust me. I did it for the money. And needed the work and was glad of it. But uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't very brave, to be honest with you. I was, uh, uh, you know. Hey, you got through to, you know, you're brave. You, you, you tell us you're very brave because you got, you got through to Mike. So it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jen, but it's great living Jen, this has been a win- Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, Michael lives right in Carmel Valley Village somewhere. I don't know where, but um, but I live way out, like, past Tassajara on 150 acres. I am way far out. I am, uh, and he's closer in to where the, you know, you can go to restaurants mm-hmm. and have a good life. I have to drive 45 minutes to get there. But anyway, we're sort of neighbors. Well, Al, you got anything else? 
I'm good. This, I I'm, think I, go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I, I, I'm, I'm good. I think it's all good. Uh, one last thing, I did hang out with uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, he worked on Maddox as a stuntman, speaking mm-hmm. of stunts, and then uh, he became famous, I guess, within a, about a month yeah. month after Maddox. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was probably he was probably doing Longstreet at the time, right? Or I think he oh, had a role on that. I don't know about that, but I just worked with him on Manix. Excellent. So uh, we were on location in Palm Springs. But anyway, that was all. That's it. Absolutely. Wow, wow. You need to write a book. What a way to... Yeah, really. You should. Absolutely, Jan. You need to write a book about this. Seriously. Now that we stirred your memories. Yeah. Listen, Jan... And and you guys were fine. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was wonderful. Thankful. Go ahead, Al. Go ahead. That's it. All right, Jan, thank okay. you so very much. We want to, we, <laughs> but listen, it, we were glad, we're glad that we were able to reintroduce you to the monkeys family. And like I say, guys, you know, she was another one of the, uh, it, it, it we, I, I've been, I've just been sitting here with my jaw, jaw dropped listening to your wonderful stories. And you guys have all been great. Valerie, Roxanne, and now you, Jan Steele, thank you so very much for hanging out with us and, and reminiscing with us. We appreciate it so very much. Thank you.